You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a satellite sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Thanks for being here today. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm a writer, producer, and happy to be on Satellite Sisters for what I believe is the start of season 24. Liz? <laughs> well, this is Liz Dolan in Santa Monica. I know that it's a season premiere, Leanne. That's what I know for sure. This is our season premiere. I thought it was season 23, but you're the producer, so I'm going with whatever you tell me to do. Julie, what do you think? Hi, this is Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. You know, I'm going to go with whatever makes us seem younger as the answer. So could we just do that and just be, uh, I have to say, I'm giddy. I'm giddy today about that. It is our season premiere, and I have been waiting the entire hiatus to talk about what I consider one of the big news stories of the summer. And that obviously involves Peggy Jones of Silsby, Texas, which is right outside of Houston. Okay, uh, sisters, I don't know if you saw this, but Peggy was outside in her backyard. She was mowing her lawn. She wanted a little peace and quiet, just went out to mow her lawn. Okay, when all of a sudden, out of the sky, a four foot snake fell, fell and wrapped around her arm. Okay. Oh, Yes, Leanne. Yes, yes. Peggy has a four-foot snake around her arm. Peggy is screaming. But Liz and Leanne, you know what is worse than having a snake fall out of the sky and wrap? I around can't her imagine. Arm? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's worse: the hawk that dropped the snake that oh, landed on God. Peggy's arm. The hawk decides it wants its snake back, so he comes and attacks. Peggy's arm, okay? Oh it is hacking, it is clawing. And in the meantime, the snake is doing snake stuff, very much alive. Peggy ends up with snake venom on her glasses, okay? Oh. Okay, four times the hawk dive bombs to get the snake. Peggy is screaming, she's yelling, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Somehow the hawk gets the snake and flies away. Wow. I can't. Did you, you did not hear this story? Oh, my no. I, I can't. Just, it seems very Texas, Julie. Very no, no. This could, Liz, this could happen anywhere. That's the moral of this story. A day has not gone by that I don't look up in that sky and look and say, no snakes today. Okay. <laughs> you want to drill with an umbrella now full time? Just to I mean, chill. Shield you I mean, from <laughs> did you know you had to worry about this kind of stuff? Okay. I did not know that. But Thank the, you. Uh, one new thing. I, I feel like if I had heard this story, I would not have decided, let's kick off the show with this entertaining story Julie's going to tell us. <laughs> Are you kidding? This is the biggest thing. I And you didn't even ask, but Peggy's okay. Okay. Your husband put her to the hospital. She did not get bit by the snake. She had some injuries from the hawk. Okay. Oh it gosh. all happened very fast. Okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we just right. need to put it behind us then. I think so. No, no, no. Oh, no. No, you keep looking up. That's all I'm telling you. Uh, woo, Joel. Well, add Peggy to the list because today we are just going to talk about all the great women of the summer. It seems like it was a summer where there was a lot of girl power, 
Uh, we were on vacation, but you didn't need us because there are plenty of other women filling in. So we're going to talk about that. Julie, you're here with Tuesday Trends, and they involve mushrooms. That's yep. exciting. I mean, yes. all the all the kinds of mushrooms, I believe, are your trends, correct? Right. Mu uh, mushrooms are having a very big moment, Leon. <laughs> we're going to talk about it. <laughs> Fantastic. We are going to talk about a new study out on gendered ageism. Oh, ladies, you're going to want to listen to this. Uh, okay. uh, we're going to discuss that. And then guess what I was doing over the summer? I was doing some ancestry, some genealogy. So, really? uh, With our family? With yeah, our that's good because we know oh. nothing about our family on oh. either side. Yeah. So I have some surprising takeaways from a summer of genealogy that I'm going to share with Liz and Julie for the first time. But first of all, Liz, you just came back from a trip to Budapest. So fill us all in. What were you up okay, to? Okay, that is correct. I'm going to split my report in half because I was in Budapest, Hungary, for the last nine days for the World Track and Field Championships, which was super exciting. But just as Budapest as a city is really two cities, Buda and Pest, with the Danube running through the middle of it, I'm going to do this as two reports, Leah. I'm, oh. going, to do, I'm going to do the Buda travel report now and then in the next segment i'm going to do the past sports report okay so uh so let's talk a little bit about reasons to visit budapest by the way i really i really loved it really a great city in central europe has a sort of european cafe society flair but as mm -hmm. i mentioned danube and a bunch of other really nice features so my number one favorite thing about budapest is it's a whole boat scene with the river and you know in the middle and I happened to be there for what is St. Stephen's Day, also called Hungarian National Day. So it's Hungarian Fourth of July. Uh, oh, August, very August nice. So they do this huge fireworks show and light and sound show projected on the Buda Castle, which, as you can guess, is on the Buda side of the river. Anyway, super big day, and uh, it's all boat scene. So. I was thinking of you, Leanne, because you have said so many times how much you want to take a Viking River cruise. Yeah. And there were a lot of Viking River cruise boats there. Uh, and I was just I was looking at their website yesterday and they have a Christmas on the Danube thing that sounds oh, now. right up your alley. Because I know you said you wanted to do like Christmas markets and Germany and stuff. Anyway, I, I, I think I think that's a good instinct. You should try that. So number one, boats. Okay. Uh, number two. Number two, baths. It's uh, oh, it's amazing those baths, yeah. aren't they? Yes, yes. Budapest is very famous for their mineral baths. The one I went to was like it's called and it's um, <laughs> it's like the most Thank famous. You. I, I wrote that. I wrote that down. List. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I, I have links in the show notes, but um, just a couple of pro tips. So it's there are like hot mineral baths. There's a cold pool. There's indoor, outdoor. There's all kinds, of, and there are literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people there at, at the same time. So if you're still having a little bit of COVID-y fear about crowd, this might not be your place. Uh, but my two tips are to go in the the cool pool, which I enjoyed because it was a million degrees out. Uh, the uh, bathing cap required, uh, but hotel shower cap worked fine in my case. So uh, that hotel shower cap can work. Also, flip flops are required. So, uh, but I highly recommend some kind of mineral bath if you go to Budapest. And then number three, a feature of European cities that I always enjoy are trams. 
European cities mm. with easy transportation around the city because they're you know they're very centralized. They tend to be smaller, so easy to get around the city, which was good again because it was a million degrees out. So uh, a tram ride also got a little wind in your face, uh, which was nice. And then, so these are just above ground trams cruising around yeah, town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They also have a subway. You can do that. I didn't do that. Too many stairs. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then are so it seem very quaint and you know uh, seem more like involved in espionage and things like that. Yes. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. Like, like you're a in a movie, movie. Cold War movie. Exactly. Plus, you actually get to see the city when you're above ground. So one thing I did go to see, I wanted to mention, there's a memorial uh, on the river called Shoes on the Danube, and it was created to honor the Jews that were massacred by a fascist Hungarian uh, militia there during the Second World War. So they lined up the Jews and they were told to take off all of their shoes because the shoes were valuable. So the militia took the shoes and then shot all the people and oh my they just fell into the river. So it's a horrible story, but a beautiful memorial because it's just their shoes, you know, mm-hmm. they're in, I think it's brass, but shoes along the banks of the river. That was very moving. Right. So, so I would, and as you're walking up and down the river, you see that. So I would definitely go back for a short visit. I recommend uh, uh, Budapest. There's plenty of stuff I, I missed, including there's some kind of Dracula museum I did not get to. And then <laughs> Liam, this is, I, this is a no-go area for you, but uh, I did have a colleague who. There are a lot of caves on the other side. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Side. And yeah. and some goulash there. I hope you had. Yes. Oh yeah. Quite a bit of uh, paprika as well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you want like a really fun long weekend and you're in that part of the world in Central Europe, highly recommend Budapest. Sports report to come later. Do people speak a lot of English, Liz? Did, were yes. You, yeah. Yes. That is another good thing. To almost everywhere you go, everybody speaks English, so it does. It, that does make it easier for sure. Okay. All right. I The photos, you know, the shots that they would show on the coverage of the World Track and Field, they just made it look very, very glamorous, like a very it beautiful is. city. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. okay. Excellent report. Excellent report. Well, Liz, I can report that um, we do not have any Hungarian relatives. All right. Okay. <laughs> just, okay. I'm sorry to okay. disappoint. I'm sorry to disappoint. Right. So over the hiatus, I found myself over on Ancestry.com. Now, like three years ago, I announced on this very podcast that I was like taking up genealogy and I signed right up for the monthly plan and I did almost nothing. Okay. I put in. <laughs> That's what way to go. Way to go. But continually got billed for doing almost nothing. Uh, but I, I don't, Liz, you said we do not know a lot about our family. Our immediate grandparents died when they were, quote, fairly young in their 50s and 60s, except for Papa, who died when he was 70 or mom's dad. Um, but I was not taken to the funeral because, oh, well, uh, apparently I was just too young to go at age four. But uh, I, I felt like I should have been taken. But that's OK. okay. It's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> I see you're over it. That's good, Leah. I'm glad you worked through your grief. It's just another and thing. And you abandoned. You see this theme of abandonment. It's here it is in the show opener. Thanks, Leon. Yeah, go ahead. Carry on. So, all right. So I even had to say, like, what are? Or I had to ask our brother Jim, like, what are the actual names of our grandparents again? So I had done the, the bare minimum. I like filled out our actual grandparents' name, 
And then I did nothing for several years. So imagine my surprise when I got a text from my, my our cousin Tommy in Connecticut. And he's like, hey, Leanne, weren't you doing some genealogy? What do you know about our Dolan relatives? Because we don't know anything. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. We don't know anything either. So I decided to go back into the ancestry and the, the ancestry had done the work for me. They had all of these hints like, hey, here's a birth certificate. Here's a military draft card. Here's another military draft card. Here's a marriage certificate, a death certificate. Like they were doing the work while I was doing nothing. So it was actually very exciting. I have to say, I can see why people get hooked on genealogy because this information comes at you. You're looking at these old documents. You just, I mean, you can't believe like this is your grandfather at 17 filling out his World War I registration card. And like, then you start looking up with the address on the card and you can find the houses on Zillow. You're like, oh, it's still standing. I have oh. to say it's pretty oh. exciting and compelling. And then the minute you actually get back to quote the old country, you're like, Oh my gosh, here we are. Here's here's where we are allegedly from. And we knew we had a lot of Irish relatives and a lot of German relatives. And I can tell you this, like we have a lot, a lot of Irish relatives and a couple of German relatives. Mm -hmm. So, okay. and the big lie is that our mother told us over and over again, I am not Irish. All the Irish problems are your father's fault, right? Remember? <laughs> that was that is, that is true. Right? Why she wanted to really cling to German heritage is another old question. But okay. okay. All right. So, okay, what mom said 100% not true. She is one quarter German, uh, three quarters Irish and English. No she way. Is, yes. Primarily Irish and English. All right. So I, I won't take you through every single thing I found. I've been saving this information, though. I didn't want to tell you guys. I'll send you the link to our family tree. But okay. the overall impression is that it is just really fun to do. And like, oh, to good. it just, you know, when you see those first reports of like the Ellis Island and here's where they landed and this is where they came from, it's, it's, it's actually thrilling. And then you get back to the old country and it's just fantastic. So I would highly recommend it. But here are the big Can surprises. Can I ask a question first, though, Leah? Yeah. Because Dolan is such an incredibly common name. Yes. How do you know our Dolans versus other Dolans? There must be loads of Dolans that we're not related to. So many, Liz. Yes. So many yes. Dolans okay. we're not related to. So many Dolans in Worcester, Massachusetts, where a family yeah. from that we're not related to. So you do have to be very careful, like, double-checking and cross-checking information. You can't go fast, you know. Okay, this is about the right birthday, about the right, the, you know, people have vague information on the, on, on a, like the census cards. Sometimes the census worker gets your name spelled right. Sometimes it doesn't. So you do have to kind of cross-check things. And what was the address over here? And, oh, that matches up. So that must be the same Dolan. So yeah, you, you, you have to kind of work backwards from what you actually know to what you think you might know. So you do start close to you and move back and cross-check. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't go super fast. Like it's taken me quite a while to put together some of this stuff. Uh, and yeah, you're right. And not, and not only that, like the Dolan can marry, you know, the, the, the Rourke and there can be two Dolans and Rourkes that are not mm -hmm. your Dolans and not your uh -huh. So, and are you going to be presenting a full report at an upcoming Thanksgiving? Maybe we'll do that. Maybe okay. We'll do that. Instead of showing the same old videos or slideshows, you could <laughs> yeah. you could have a genealogy report. Yeah. I think it's exciting. Believe me. Okay, so here's the big takeaways: we are mostly Irish. Okay, that's on both sides of the family. We are mostly Irish. Uh, we are German, sort of. 
I mean, technically, our re- German relatives came from Prussia, mm-hmm. not Germany. So mm-hmm. obviously, they came from northern Germany, the Frankfurt area, uh, which was part of Prussia at the time that they emigrated to the United States. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which the only thing that makes me happy about that is my husband's relatives are also Prussian. So I feel like we were, you know, meant to be together. Uh, there's something about that. Um, okay. Most of our relatives came over uh, in the, the 18, like that potato famine. That was really. That was big. That's we when everybody made people. their move. Yeah. We were those people. Uh, we we are short. We have a family history of being short. Like you see on those draft records, we have some incredibly short people in our family. <laughs> so you could identify with that. Link. I, I can. Yes. And on some of the military records, it just says, you know, body type. It says, you know, average, slim, stout. We are stout. short and stout. So that's great news. <laughs> that's great news. Uh, uh. It's better than a DNA test. Okay. Uh, Okay. Unbelievably, we have a great granny whose name was Nellie. And you know what? I wish we had known that our whole lives. (laughs) Nellie Gannon is the name of our great, great grandmother. That sounds like a fictional character. Okay. It sounds like an Irish heroine in a song. Nellie Gannon. All right, Lane, you got to work that name into an upcoming book for sure. I mean, if I have a grandmother name, I might just take Nellie because that is cute as a grandmother name. So, um, but yeah, Nellie Gannon. And then the top line is this, that our relatives came to this country and they were impoverished, uneducated tinsmiths. Like, uh-huh. it doesn't yeah. matter what side of the family they're from. That's the state they arrived in. Okay. They couldn't read or write, a lot of them. Uh, they had third or fourth grade educations. Uh, they all moved. They came into New York and then they moved to uh, either Worcester, Massachusetts or New Haven, Connecticut. And it took generations for them to get out of jobs that were called laborers. Because mm-hmm. you can see mm-hmm. that from all the census reports. It tells yeah. you exactly what they did. And like they were laborers, laborers, you know, a lot on the railroad, as we know, you know, right. other places, a lot in steel mills. We had uh, relatives that worked in the, the factories in Lawrence, Massachusetts. Uh, those are the textile factories. And then eventually it's take three or four generations in when you start to see clerk. Like all of a sudden, uh-huh. like, oh, they can add and read and write. And yeah. So it, that's so interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. So I can tell you this. I do. I don't think there are any kings, queens, prime ministers, no, lords no. of the manor. I didn't no, see- no royal blood. You didn't yeah, about, about how about old poets and playwrights? We got any of that going on? That's more of the Irish stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not. It's not evident, Liz. It's not evident. It's not evident. Well, but, if they uh, couldn't read or write, they probably yeah. were poets and playwrights. <laughs> I mean, well, that uh, that was our dad used to tell us. So we had all these. I know. People. Okay. I All hate right. to say I'm busting a lot of myths, but we were, yeah, well, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. And, and, you know, maybe I'll dig deeper. The next level of Ancestry.com, which I don't know whether I should pay for yet because quite a bit more expensive, is to do the uh, the records. I have all the American records access to that, but it would be to do the records in Ireland and uh, Germany. And that's an extra fee. So I might do a family GoFundMe if you want to <laughs> do, do that. Okay. But, okay. But this is it. This was my favorite document that I found. And I'm not going to name any names because I don't want to shame any people, anybody. But it was from our mom's side of the family. World War One, 
they did a lot of they did a census in Connecticut uh, for potential soldiers going into World War One in 1917. They wanted to find out um, they wanted to find out, uh, you know, what what your skills were. And this relative, I mean, either he did not want to go to war or he had no skills. Okay, is this is first of all he put his liabilities as short and nearsighted. So there you go. Okay. That's great. Okay. okay, we have a lot of that in our family. Yeah. Yes, and then then the the census asks, can you do any of the following? Ride a horse? No. Handle a team? No. Drive an automobile? No. Ride a motorcycle? No. Understand telegraphy? No. Operate a wireless? No. Any experience with a steam engine? No. Experience with electrical machinery? Nope. Handle a boat? Power or sail? No. Experience in simple coastwise navigation? No. Are you a good swimmer? No. I mean, what a hero that guy is. <laughs> Probably still got drafted though, right? Nope. I think he did. <laughs> that was, I think he shot himself in the foot there. He could have aimed a little higher. <laughs> wow. Anyway, it's That's amazing fun. that there's that much detail that you can see individual yes. documents like that. That, yes. that is cool. Yeah, no, it's it's super cool. I have to say, I can see why people people get hooked, and I know I'm not the first person to say this. And there's a giant, hugely successful television show on PBS about finding your roots, but um, it was really fun. So I will share the link to you guys so you can see the tree uh, and start to see uh, start to see our relatives. But uh, okay, there are a ton can we just of call you Nelly now? Is do you want to <laughs> Nelly? Nelly. Yeah. <laughs> Nellie Dolan, that is a missed opportunity <laughs> right there. <laughs> All right, when we get back, we're going to acknowledge uh, some of the women of summer. It's a great, a great summer for the girls, and we want to say thanks. Leon and Julie here from Satellite Sisters, and we want to thank our friend Jenny Kane. Hi, Jenny. We know you know it's a California brand through and through, and we love their staples because it makes getting dressed so easy. Minimalist, effortless, but totally refined. And hello, Julie Dolan, that's kind of you. Minimalist, effortless, and totally refined. What have you been wearing from Jenny Kane this week? Leon, I love the cocoon cardigan. It's perfect for the hot again, cold again weather we're having, you know, this is sweater weather. And you can just pop on that cardigan. And even if you're wearing something schlumpy underneath, all of a sudden you look elevated and you're ready to go. You look minimalist, effortless and totally refined when you wear the cocoon cardigan. Yes, I do, Leanne. Uh, I get compliments on it too, because it's just the perfect thing to put on. Well, that's why we love Jenny Kane, is that everything is beautifully designed and really flatters the wearer. So we want to encourage you to check out everything over at JennyKane.com. You're going to find your new uniform. What is it that you want to put on that just perks up your your presentation? Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off their first order when they use code SISTERS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at JennyKane.com. And Jenny Kane is spelled J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E. JennyKane.com, promo code SISTERS. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Thanks, Jenny. 
We are so happy at Satellite Sisters to have BritBox as a sponsor. You know, we love it. It's the streaming home of the best British television with exclusive mysteries, crime dramas, comedies, documentaries, and more. Julie, what's your fave? Vera, I love this show. I'm on season 11. I mean, Brenda Blethyn is such a great actress. And the character Liz Vera, I don't know if you've watched it, but she's essentially Margaret Thatcher in a trench coat, okay? (laughs) She is bossing people around and solving crime. I love her. Okay, well, I want to especially recommend Archie. Archie's a brand new limited series. It's starring Jason Isaacs as Archie Leach. Who is he? He's the man who became Harry Grant. And oh. you know what's so interesting about this is it's sort of about how he became a star in old Hollywood, how he went from being Archie Leach to being Cary Grant. But also because it's him growing up in old Hollywood, there are a lot of people in the in the movie playing Doris Day, Grace Kelly, George Burns. It's little snapshots of what it was like to become a movie star back in the day. So I really enjoyed it and recommend. So sign up for BritBox today to stream Archie and any other fan favorites from any device you have. So we have a special limited time offer. Get 50% off your first month when you sign up for the monthly plan, but only if you go to BritBox.com and use our promo code SISTERS at checkout. Got it? Don't wait. Get 50% off your first month. Use promo code SISTERS at BritBox.com. Liz, Leanne, and Julie back. Um, so were you guys worried that people weren't going to have anything to do during the hiatus with us gone? They were just going to be wandering around unentertained and uninspired? <laughs> Our listeners well, are I, super loyal and they get sad. I know. And I always, don't you always think about them too? Yeah, mm, I, I know. Yeah. But I this do. summer, no, no. We had so many women like taking the reins and doing great things and making movies and out on tour and competing in sports. So just a quick review of some of the women of summer. I mean, we don't need to say anything more about Barbie, Taylor Swift, and Beyonce. Like they were out there doing the job, entertaining the people, generating like huge, you know, amounts of economic growth, you know, economic growth for the towns where they appeared in. They had just an unbelievably great summer. It continues. They generated so much great social media. That is what I'm going to miss. Oh, Oh, it's all positive. Yes, it was very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Katie Ledecky. This is by request. You know, we love swimmers in this family. We are swimmers. And so this summer, right as we were breaking for hiatus, Katie Ledecky, she's the most decorated individual swimmer in the world now. She has 16 individual world titles breaking Michael Phelps's record. Katie Ledecky, yeah. hats off to you. Way to go. Yeah, I mean, do you see some of the races where she was ahead, you know, setting this world record by almost like half a pool? I mean, no yeah. one is even coming close to her. No, she's amazing. There, 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 there are kind of races that she hasn't lost in like eight years, not a single race. I mean, it's it's incredible. And she's only 26, She re- and she remains super humble and just really a hero. So Katie Ledecky, hats off to you. Hey, I got to see a couple of great bands this summer, so I wanted to acknowledge the all-girl bands of Boy Genius and Haim. Fantastic shows. Happy to see them. Haim is three sisters. They're from L.A. They're so much fun if you don't know them. H-I-M. 
H-A-I-M, Haim. That's their last name. They toured with Taylor, as did Phoebe Bridgers of Boy Genius. Just a lot of fun, you know, energizing, rock and rolling happening on stage. I loved it. I loved it. So if you haven't heard of either of those bands, check out Haim and Boy Genius. All right. How about Simone Biles coming out of nowhere? Oh, my goodness. How much? I mean, How did she do that? I mean, that is so, I mean, to think about all the pressure she had on her to come back and to perform at that level. I just watched her floor exercise the other day. It is mind-boggling how good she is. You know, I follow her on social media. She's been all about her wedding and building the new house. Like, it was just secret and stealth-like. And then, bang, Simone Biles and Suni Lee also coming back. So that was just like a stunning moment. And I'm sure. I'm sure if you're a like a 16-year-old gymnast in the wings, you're like, are you kidding me? Miles, but... That's what I was thinking. I She's so old. How is she doing that? 26, 26. All right. A great run by the Matildas in the World Cup, the Australian uh, World Cup team. Uh, that was just a really fantastic to watch them bring a country together. Australia and New Zealand did a great job hosting that event. And, you know, hats off to the women of the Spanish national team. First of all, they play beautiful football. They were under a lot of controversy the whole time. And then this nonsense with the Mm. head of the Federation. I mean, and now they're, you know, again, bringing the country together. Everyone is supporting them. That's great. I mean, those poor women that they had to put up with that. Yes. Stay noisy, noisy, Spanish national team. Yeah. So uh, an amazing, amazing summer for all these women and lots more. Like that woman in Texas with the snake. Peggy (laughs) Jones. Peggy Jones. Peggy Jones. We can't forget Peggy. Please don't. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, that is quite a lineup. So now we're moving on to the sports half of my Budapest report. And I'm just going to give you some of my favorite moments. Uh, there, you know, last year, Lee and you and I both went to the World Championships or in Eugene, Oregon. We went. That was great. I had been working on that tournament for a few years. So that was exciting. This year, I was much more really, I mean, I was working a little, but I was mainly just having fun. And But I was lucky because I got to stay in the same hotel as Team USA. Ooh, so that's fun. Nice. So that so is in, fun, Liz. Yeah, I mean, I mean you had credentials, right? Liz? I did. I was, I was, I was credentialed as a team official for the United States of America, which is hilarious because I'm not any of those things. But it just, you know, I just asked some people who knew some people, and boom. Okay, so that me that was the most important thing was to be to have a credential so you could get on the bus, Julie. So for well, my, oh, transportation my, is always yes, the key yes. in those things. Transpo is. Everything. So they're yeah. athletes from 200 countries, by the way. So that's a big deal. So I've organized my report into bronze, silver, and gold level awards. So bronze is really for the bus. The bus to and from the warm-up track. So I got to be on the bus with the U.S. athletes. And they take you around to the other side of the big stadium where there's the warm-up, warm-up track where, obviously, they warm up. And so... Just being on the bus. I mean, track and field athletes are so great at what they do, but it's also sort of a, it's a low key kind of environment. They're not quite the superstar. You know, you're not traveling. Are they nervous, Liz, when they're on the bus? Julie, let me tell you this, because this I even took a picture of because I couldn't believe it. I happened to be on the bus sitting directly across from Noel Isles when he was on the bus going for the 200 meter final, which FYI, he won. 
And uh, nobody had done the double, the 100 and the 200 for a very long time. So he's sitting across from me. He's asleep, Julie. He's about to go of the biggest race of his life. He is snoozing. Leon will know. I'll confess this. I actually surreptitiously took a picture of him napping and sent it, texted it to Leon. I'm like, can you believe this? So, okay. So Noah is napping. Sometimes people are chatting. Sometimes they're resting. On the way there, it tends to be quieter. On the way home, tends to be a little livelier. So, um, okay, my favorite coming home moment. Sometimes you see athletes are getting on with like bouquets or the coaches have bouquets because they won a medal the day before. And so they got their medal that day. And so there's just like such a good vibe on the bus. So, and also Netflix is doing a series about track and field like they did for Formula One and tennis, tennis. all. Yeah. So they're following the sprinters all this season. Oh, okay. Next season, you'll be able to see all of this that I'm talking about behind the scenes. But there are Netflix cameras everywhere. So you have no idea when you're on TV or whatever. Anyway, on the way, on the way home one night, the other night. So T.T. Terry mm-hmm. was a member of the 4x100 sprint team. Both last year and this year, she'll bring home the gold medal for the United States. And she's adorable and super yes. She's the one with the big, long braids, like yeah. the ponytail braids. Oh, my God. She's so cute. On the bus on the way home, she's like, okay, who wants chicken wings? She's ordering chicken wings <laughs> online on the way home. I couldn't believe it. By the time we got back to the hotel, she had two giant bags of chicken wings waiting for her at the front desk. <laughs> I just, this is the bus experience. So that was the bronze medal experience, getting to see behind the scenes. Uh the silver medal I am giving to the young women of the mixed zone, which is what they call the media area, because it's where, where the athletes and media, they all mix together. And I've mentioned that I've been working for the past four years or so on a program called the Magic Boost, because we noticed that there were very few people in the mixed zone who were young, who were female, or who were people of color. And obviously, most of the athletes are young, female, <laughs> and many of them people are color. So we trained 31 boosters over the last three years, and we've gotten them credentialed to cover these really big events they were never allowed into before. So several of them totally broke out at this world championship. Oh, how neat, Liz. How oh, satisfying. I've recommended the Instagram channel Real Talk with T. Real Talk with T not only got shouted out by Michael Johnson on his Twitter, you know, the very famous sprinter, he of the gold shoes, kept tweeting about how T's interviews were the best. And so that was getting her a lot of attention. Then the New York Times linked to her and that got her a lot of attention. So it was just really great to see these young women doing the job in the mix zone. The athletes love to talk to them. Another uh, young woman who was in our program, Jasmine Todd, she did this amazing interview with the American woman who, out of the blue, won the gold in the discus. Her name is Loggie. My God. So anyway. Oh, yeah. That was a great moment. Yeah. Oh, so great. So great. So silver medal to the young women of the mix zone who are holding their ground in a very uh, competitive environment and getting the best stories out of the athletes. And then the gold I'm awarding to, well, I think one of the great things about track and field is that men and women are represented equally with equal prize money. And that's just always been the way. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So uh, I'm giving the gold to the women from all over the world, from the big countries and the small ones, 
who are in the glamour events or the really obscure events for just winning all those medals. You know, <laughs> you you expect to see stars like Shakari Richardson, right? She finally delivered. That was great. Gabby Thomas, the women of Jamaica. Remember last year we talked to Sonia Richards-Ross about the women of Jamaica, but Shelly Ann Fraser-Price, um, who they call Mommy Rocket, like they're amazing. But then you see these lesser known women, like I mentioned, Loggy Tasaga Collins in the discus, but like Winfred Yavi of Bahrain won a gold medal in the women's steeplechase. Well, no one from Bahrain has ever done that before. That so was an amazing race. And they were fast. She they broke a world record. Yes. <laughs> super fast. Yeah. And then there was this uh, Fatima Gardati. She's the first Moroccan woman ever to win a medal in the marathon. And then one of my favorites, Ukraine, Yaroslava Vukucic won in the high jump. And so imagine being a Ukrainian athlete, what she's been through over the last two or three years. She had to flee Ukraine during the Russian invasion. She ended up in Serbia for a while, and now she lives and trains in Germany. And she won a gold medal last year, and she was back to win a gold medal again this year in the high jump. So these are just amazing individual stories of like, you know, as I say, from the big countries and the small countries and obscure sports and famous sports. I just love to see the women doing what they do in this kind of a competitive environment. So that's who my gold medal goes to. The women, the medal winning women of the uh, of the world championships this year. It was really a thrill to watch you all perform. So Liz, that you made it sound so exciting. Thank you. That was such a good report. You know, it was super exciting. And if you want to watch, it's all still on uh, Peacock. So if you get Peacock, even if you watch the broadcast from this past Sunday, they kind of recapped the whole world champs in their Sunday show. So I highly recommend it. Okay, good tip. It was very fun. And of course, next year, Paris, baby. (laughs) Everybody's psyched for their Olympic year. So that's my sports report. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's true it's true we started talking about it are we going or not are we, we don't going know. we don't know mm-hmm. we don't know um all right so from great news to uh not so great news there was a piece in katie couric's newsletter this week that i enjoy getting that newsletter on a daily basis and it was um it was uh it was written by diana valenzuela and um it said the new glass ceiling research proves that women face gendered ageism throughout their careers. So not great. And here's what gendered ageism is, basically. So we know what ageism is, right? We're all we're all familiar with that. Mm-hmm. It feels mm-hmm. like you you reach a certain age, say after 50, and you're put out to pasture and you can't compete with the youngsters. Well, in the case of women, they experience ageism throughout their whole careers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, how is that possible? Are, are how did there... we do that? <laughs> this is the gendered part. So young women are sort of punished because they it, they feel too young, too young to accept this responsibility in your 20s. And then you get to your childbearing years, say your 30s, early 40s, and oh, you have family obligations. So the mm. people in decision-making uh, positions decide, oh, you're going to be too busy to do this particular oh, job. Yeah, they can't and quite count on you. They yeah. can't quite yeah. count on you. And then when you actually reach in the ageism age of 50, women are sort of have a double whammy because not only are they old, they're angry. They're go- they're unpleasant because <laughs> they're going through menopause. And boss- bosses have said, we just don't want to deal with them. So like, they're very Yes. That's what they say. Yes. I don't know. 
Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Leanne, it was funny that you say that because I was reading this article about a new medical procedure that allows women to delay menopause, get this, for up to 20 years. It is an IVF treatment, and nine women have had this procedure where they remove and freeze ovarian tissue. And then, let, you know, when you start to go into right before menopause, they thaw it and they graft it back into your body. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. But the point is like, Maybe that's maybe that's the, the answer. We're just not we're just going <laughs> to delay menopause forever. Then we're going to have a prime work zone and we're going to rule the world. I don't know. OK, that should not be necessary. Right. <laughs> well, right. I agree with you. I agree. <laughs> but Leanne, I'm just saying basically there's no point where yeah. our age is considered appropriate in the professional environment. Right. It, we're, yeah. It's it's certainly scrutinized at a higher level than men might be. And okay. particularly, Liz, they, this article makes the point that it's oftentimes when the women in question aren't even in the room. It's at the hiring dis- level. And I've heard right. you talk about this all the time, Liz, that, yes. you know, people make decisions for women like, oh, she's going to be too busy or, oh, she's getting married next year. Like the implication is then she's going to have kids or, oh, this or, oh, that. And the women are not even in the room to 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 dispute that, back right. and yeah. dispute it. That's, so I have definitely seen that happen and had to speak up against that many times in my career. Where you'll be thinking like, "Well, who could we transfer to the Amsterdam headquarters to run blah blah blah?" And somebody will mention a woman's name, and then somebody else will say, "Uh, but she has little kids." And then they just try to move on to the next name on the list. I'm like, "Stop right there! I think if we're interested in whether she wants that job, we should ask." her. I don't think we're the people in the room that get to decide like what her level of family obligation is and whether or not she wants to take a fantastic job. And I think that, and it happens just really fast and really casually in those conversations. So it's not, you could, you really have to pay attention how many people are just being put aside because somebody in the room says "Mm, too much for them at this point at their life stage. And yeah. isn't that what the article said, that you have to speak up in these small moments? Like, yes. that this is when you need to take a stand, you know, uh, you know, because a lot of time you're like, oh, well, is it worth it to say something or oh, let, let's just let it pass or no, this is when you really, you know, it is these small, you know, one off conversations that really that create this whole environment of uh, discrimination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was interesting, Julie. This researchers found that it, it, jokes about ageism uh, have been really normalized. You know, every so like, oh, millennials versus Gen Z versus boomers versus this. Like, mm-hmm. it's just something that we accept. And sometimes we're our own worst enemy. Right. Because sometimes mm-hmm. women are like, I don't know the tech. I can't I can't take that job. It's over my head. Or young women are like, I don't have the experience to do that. So I'll, I'll just I'll pass and I'll get more experience where that is not really a case for young men. They would kind of mm-hmm. jump in uh, mm-hmm. and older men would just assume they could figure out the tech. So but yeah, I mean, that ageism is very normalized. It's very normalized. Yeah. Or there are phrases that get used to the workplace now, like we need a digital native which is just code for we need someone under 30. Uh, uh, just, but you're not allowed to say we need someone under 30. But if or you're when saying, you're older, they say, well, they don't have much runway left. Have you heard that expression? No, yeah. that's awful. Well, yeah, yeah, they don't have much runway left. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, well, the expert advice in this piece uh, uh, is uh, 
is is this. Don't count yourself out. If someone is offering you an opportunity, you're ready. So there you go. I agree with that. Yes, that's good advice. Okay. Okay. Are you ready to talk about mushrooms? Yes, Jill. Tuesday, we have some trends. We have to get started. Mushrooms are having a moment. Did you know this? I mean, they are, it's definitely big. Fungi is trending. Okay. And I, you know, we're not talking about hallucinogenic mushrooms. I mean, we're talking about everything associated with mushrooms. Do you know that you can, in both California and Oregon, you can go on a foraging experience. You can have a mushroom-centered vacation where you would, think about that, where you would combine foraging and then eating mushrooms and wine pairing. Does that sound good? Good to you. I Sounds like good, except forage. the foraging part. Yeah, uh, I'm I not like going to do foraging. No, I, I, I just like to don't. forage in the grocery store. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I don't trust okay. myself. Can't some mushrooms kill you? I would like experts yes. to be doing yes. all the foraging. Yes. Okay. Okay. But they have mushroom festivals, mushroom fairs, and now you know you can order specialty mushroom packs, even if you don't see it in your local grocery store. Mushroom motifs for your home. I'll like, oh, for yes, yes. Think about the mushroom color to paint your walls and then mm. the print of a mushroom. They also have tables and chairs that look like mushrooms that have mush- <laughs> mu- mushroom patterns on it. Liz, <laughs> I want to know if you've had a mushroom latte. That would be a chaga chino. Yeah. Oh, but I have seen those. I have seen those. And really? Oh, that's about yes. it. Yes. Oh, well, I thought that was made up. I really did not. But of course, you live in Santa Monica. So, of course. Mushroom coffee. Yeah. yeah I was looking at that in like moments like this. I think, is there like a mushroom information center that is all of a sudden like conducting the, the marketing for mushrooms? Like, is, is this the kale people, Leanne? <laughs> Taking over mushrooms? Anyway. Yeah. Mushroom infused chocolate. Leanne, you're, you're a great cook. You do you have you upped your mushroom? Uh, use uh... um I do use a lot of mushrooms because I use it as a as a meat substitute because I don't eat a lot of red meat anymore. Uh, but I am still terrified by mushrooms that are slightly out of the ordinary. Like if I see a mushroom specialty pack at a farmer's market, I'm like, I can't handle that. That's too that's too much mushroom for me. I can't I can't handle it. I don't know what to do with it. We we have a lot of mushroom phobia apparently. <laughs> mushroom anxiety. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot. I mean, because a lot of people, another reason why they're feeling close to mushrooms is, you know, that, you know, with a lot of climate change, climate uncertainty, they feel like, you know, fungi that just grows out of trash and just turns into, you know, a food source is going to be really, really important. So it's very elemental. Mm hmm. Wow, that's depressing. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Would you rather go back to the Chagachinos, Leon? Like, yes. We'll end on that. Or chocolate or lattes. But toss a few mushrooms into into your sauce. But uh and if you forage, we'd like to hear about that. Well, because we don't know. I'm sure we have people who forage. I would like to hear about that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm afraid of that. But Liz, this was a, a very hot summer trend, and I immediately thought of you. Uh, because I don't really think it's a real thing, but I just love the expression, and that is lazy girl jobs. Have you heard this? I've heard the expression, but I'm not sure I understand what the definition okay, is. Okay, it's a viral term, Liz, and it yes. refers to well-paying, flexible jobs that allow for leisure time. It is, it is so that workers 
are just sort of fed up with the notion that they have to be available 100% of the time, 24-7. Okay, they don't want to do that. They want a lazy girl job. They want want it to make some money, okay, Uh, but they're interested in work-life balance. And uh, somebody put that term on TikTok and it just blew up. It took over. And now everybody's looking for lazy girl jobs. So what is a lazy girl job? I I understand like work-life balance and not being available 24-7, but how lazy is lazy, I guess, is what that means. <laughs> well, see, this is the thing, Liz. You probably aren't going to be, uh, if you're really lazy, you're probably not going to be good at a lazy uh, girl job because yeah. these are kind of jobs that may have flexibility about how much you go into the office or don't go into the office. You know, that, you know, yes, you have may have a boundaries in terms of your time, but you still have to produce a lot in order to uh, to earn a living and to, to make yes. income. So so it is a misnomer, uh, the lazy girl. OK, job. OK. OK. But, All right. Because because you, you just don't believe it. Yeah, there's no such thing. Right. That's what I think. Well, I mean, job by definition is work. So some are harder than others, but. This seems like a TikTok phenomenon. I accept that. We can move on. <laughs> okay. Well, here's okay. Well, this is a fake trend alert. That would be an FTA, uh, and it's going out to Leon. That this is called modest abs. It was in the mm. Street Journal this week. Okay, six packs are over. Okay, mm. no more ab cracks. Okay, no more bikini bridges. Do you know what a bikini bridge is? I've, I've never had one or seen one. Oh, no. Okay. I did not is know what that was. Exercise or? No, 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 Liz. I looked this up. Okay. So this is, okay. This is my um, information service for the week. A bikini bridge actually refers to the upper edge of a bikini bottom that suspends over the hollow between the lower abs and the hip bones. So that. Oh, I'm I'm looking at the visuals now. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. That I see it. There's no hollows. There's yeah, no you hollows. have to be very, 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 very thin to okay sustain a okay. bikini bridge. Okay. okay. But so now we know what it is. We don't we don't have to worry about that because now yes. it's all about modest abs. It's yeah. um so taut taut is in, etched is out, toned, okay. but no drama. Okay. Think of okay. Lydia's think gentle topography. That's what you want. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, uh, not okay. sure if that is within reach, but okay. I like okay. the okay. vibe. Okay. Like the Again, I think this is a fake trend, but here is my final trend for the week. And this is a real one. Luxury bus travel. Okay. Have you, you you've, you've flown this summer? Did you yeah. have some up and down experiences traveling by air, uh, sisters? All yes. the fun has gone out of traveling by air. That's for sure. Okay. I mean, when you get there, you can have fun. But yeah, I agree. And you look around in places. Well, if you're when you're in these smaller cities in Europe, you do see a lot of very high end coaches, as they say, the luxury buses, and you can see a lot of the uh, region on a bus. Oh, so, okay, so that's what people are doing. I would like to get like a rock star tour bus. Okay, they they have. Can we the do that? Jet, the Jet Napaway Red Coach Von Lane, which operates here in Texas. They are out to prove that bus travel doesn't have to be cramped or uncomfortable. This is you get amenities like a first class uh, seat, you get snacks, you get drinks, you have Wi Fi, onboard attendance. 
It's smooth. They even have mini sweets on some of these. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you should check it out in your area. Travel by bus. It's relaxing. You don't have to go through security and you're going to get there and, but you're all calm. You don't, you know, people aren't pushing, shoving, things aren't happening. You're not having the outbursts that you're having on a lot of flights. So I think check out luxury bus travel or a number of lines. This is gonna. This is great. I think. More yeah, for the same reason I've been thinking about trains. You know, the like the trains that go up and down the West Coast. I'd like to try that sometime. That's, okay, you know, that looks good to me. But you have some good buses out on the West Coast, so check it out. Okay. So no to mushrooms, yes to buses. I've had solid, <laughs> solid, solid. That's not where I thought we would turn out on this. All right, stay with us. We have some exciting updates about the Satellite Sisters big fun weekend TikTok. If you haven't gotten your tickets, now's the time, but we're posting the schedule and it's going to be a big fun weekend. Stay tuned. We want to thank ButcherBox for being a sponsor of Satellite Sisters and a sponsor for a long time. We appreciate that kind of support. And listeners, if you love Satellite Sisters, we really believe you're going to love ButcherBox, where you can get incredible deals on premium cuts of beef. And deals this good are hard to come by even at the grocery store. All right. What we love about ButcherBox? Convenience. High quality meat and seafood you can trust that shows up right at your doorstep with free shipping always and you can curate that customized box plan. And you know who this is perfect for, Jewel? No, laying what? The meal preppers in your life, okay? Meal prepping now is being taken to a whole new level. We used to just think of it as making a few things on Sunday, but no, people are on top of it. They are planning out their meals for the week, and ButcherBox is designed for this. It's perfect. You get these proportioned, you know, high quality meat servings that come right in. It's right in your freezer. You can look ahead for the week ahead and go, okay, I've got chicken. I've got the salmon. I've got the scallops. Oh, I've got steak tips. Fantastic. My week is done. So if you're a meal prepper, you're getting organized with your meals this week, Butcher Box is for you. I absolutely love the quality. This is exactly how I plan my meals. Looking in my freezer, what do I have? Let's go. So we want to tell you, Satellite Sisters, about a great deal. The key to becoming a meal prep master, stay stocked up on the essentials. ButcherBox is here to help you do just that. They're offering Satellite Sisters listeners their choice of a weeknight meal must-have. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year, plus $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code SISTERS to choose your free offer and get $20 off. That's right, butcherbox.com slash SISTERS and use code SISTERS to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Thanks, ButcherBox. Hi, all. It's Leanne Dolan from Satellite Sisters. And you know what my definition of self-care is? Any product from OseaMalibu.com. That's right. We love the beautiful body care products at OseaMalibu.com. And we love that they've supported Satellite Sisters for a long time. That's how it works. The sponsors support us. You support the sponsors. We continue to produce Satellite Sisters content for you. And you know what? We do it with really great looking skin. This is the year of Andaria Algae Body Butter. If you have not tried this amazing product yet, 
2024 is your year because Andaria Algae Body Butter is Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable product. It makes a glowing choice for achieving your new year body care and self-care goals. I got to tell you, you put this stuff on. First of all, we've said it before, you want to eat it. Secondly, you put it on, it makes your skin feel so smooth and hydrated and that lasts for days. You know, have you ever had a beauty product that kind of fades out and an hour later you're like, what happened there? Not the case with the famous Andaria Algae Body Butter. It's not your typical body butter and that's why it works better. It's made with ingredients that's normally reserved for your face like the Andaria seaweed and the ceramides and it can transform your dry, crepey skin to smooth, soft and supple. So make it happen in 2024. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Mosia. Right now, we have a special discount just for our satellite sisters and misters. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. You get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. We're back and we may have been technically on hiatus, but I think Liz, Julie, and I and our excellent producer, Sarah Alice, were doing some excellent work on planning big, fun weekend activities, weren't we? Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of work. A lot of got work. a lot done this summer. Look, it's going to be great. Yes. It's going to be big fun. Well, yes. call something big fun weekend. It better be big fun. Yes. All right. This is our really our last call for tickets. We are almost sold out. We will sell out. There is a ceiling to the tickets. So this would be the week to do it because we are going to close ticket sales pretty soon. So uh, in in the next 10 days or so. So just to let you know, like we're almost sold out. If you want to come to our weekend in Minneapolis, October 13th through the 15th, now is the time. You can find all the information you need at SatelliteSisters.com. Uh, We will be posting the schedule for the weekend at just as this podcast is posted on the internet. See, we're even coordinating things now, thanks to our (laughs) producer, Sarah Alice. Uh, So um, we have a Friday night event where we will be uh, getting together, walking distance from the hotel. I I think of it as the world's shortest pub crawl, you guys, because it's just (laughs) one pub and it's one block from the hotel. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Great British. But, but Leanne, this is, you know, the thing about the Friday night event, whether you're yeah. coming by yourself or you're bringing your friends or you're, you know, you are going to feel so welcome. You're going to be so excited to to meet other satellite sisters. And we have a wonderful icebreaker that we're going to play. Uh, and it is the kind of kind of activity, whether you're an extrovert or you're an introvert, it's, you know, it's all going to work and it's going to be fun, and there are prizes for that. Um, and the next morning, Saturday morning, we have we have really a blockbuster lineup. That's what I'm going to call it now. Because Leon, <laughs> you are going to be you're going to be doing yoga, right? Yes, we have, we have yoga coming. We have a yoga instructor. Yeah, so, a real a real instructor. I'm going to yeah, be supporting Leanne. Mary. Mary, who's yeah. a certified yoga instructor for a great class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liz, you are doing a walking tour, right? Correct. Not a full, I'm doing, it's a point to point, Julie. We are walking to the very famous Mary Tyler Moore statue. We're going to take a group photo there, and then we are going to walk back to the hotel. Well, so I'm calling that a walking tour, Liz. Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, don't sell it short. It's going to no. be fun. I'm going to be crafting in the lobby. We're going to be talking about that, okay? We're going to have a costume parade at our Mamma Mia dance party, okay? Uh, 
We have fabulous costumes. We're not going to we're going to be in the parade. We want you in the parade. This is a great time to to think about watch Mama Mia again. Get 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 inspired. Please come. It's going to be so fun. We're also going to be looking for some cheerleaders from for Satellite Sisters, okay? Mm. I, I want a pep squad, okay? You do not need to do a cow jump to be on the Satellite <laughs> Sisters cheerleading team, okay? We're going to have a sign-up. Those are going to be on September 19th, right, Leanne? We will have a sign-up. Yes. yes. That. Coordinated sign-up for the yoga, the walking tour, the cheerleaders, that's, that's all going to drop on September 19th. So all the all the signups for that. Yeah, the Julie, I have to say the cheerleader is 100% your idea. Yes, it that's, is. Okay. That's me passing that off to you. <laughs> it's going to be fun. I'm an old cheerleader. Okay, was a Pop Warner cheerleader in eighth grade. Okay, if you can operate a pom-pom, I, I would love to have you as a cheerleader. Okay, that's, and it's going to be part of the big fun for the weekend. Okay, uh, cheerleaders are fun, right? They're I mean, fun, Julie. It's a fun idea. Yes, you've okay. got a lot of fun ideas, Julie. You just you're cranking them out. You're on fire, Julie. You're on okay, fire. can we talk about the sis- sisterhood bracelets, Leah? Yes, another yes. fabulous idea. That really was your idea, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take credit for it too. Explain how these are gonna work, Liam. All right. So this is our craft. We were searching for like a group craft we could do, and you know uh, I think we've said it for 23 years now. We're not crafty, so it was a stretch. And then along came Taylor Swift. And along came the friendship bracelets that everyone was making and wearing to her concerts and exchanging with all of the Taylor songs from their favorite era. And I'm like, we are just stealing Taylor Swift's idea because she seems to be doing everything right this summer. And we have created some mock Satellite Sisters bracelets for you, for for us, for ourselves. We're going to be posting photos everywhere so you can see. But we want you to bring your bracelets to the event or you can make the bracelets there. There are bracelet kits online. Julie's going to be in charge of an hour of bracelet making. Believe me, you're going to need more than an hour to make some of these bracelets. But <laughs> Oh, and I'm, and I'm bringing some beads too, Lane. So don't worry about that. Okay, okay. But we encourage you to make them at home. Yes, but, yeah. And then use all your favorite Satellite Sisters phrases. So we've made question, uh, bracelets that just say, um, well, Satellite Sisters, I have one with all of our names. I, I, you know, stay noisy. I have one that says root canal rage, one that just says blueberry muffins. I have one that <laughs> says no follow-up questions and one that just says toast, which I enjoy. And Julie, you've made a bunch. I've made one. I've got a Nana camp. I've got urban Nana. I've got, I've got a, a two bracelet combo that says going deep, shallow topics. Okay. <laughs> Love that oh, one. Good. Wow. That that's is- nice. See, see, there's you, you. There's, I mean, there's so much inspiration. We want to see a lots and lots of different kinds of bracelets. Uh, really, no skill involved, right? Let, no. Land, so we patience. can do it. You can do it. Yes, <laughs> yes. I think that's the bar. If we can do it, you can, you can do it. Thanks to some YouTube videos that I did watch ahead of time. But I anyway, mean, Liam, me too. And then I got my 16 year old granddaughter to help me too. So there to you tie, go. Tie the knots at the end. Yeah, I was. It's fun. a full weekend. The event Friday night, the Saturday morning extravaganza. We have the live podcast taping happening on Saturday afternoon. The Mama Mia dance party and all the other. It's a trivia contest that night. The costume parade, the dancing buffet dinner. That is Saturday night. And then Sunday morning is the uh, just the, the goodbye coffee. Uh, so we have a lot of things going on. We would love to see you there. Again, signups at SatelliteSisters.com. Don't delay. Don't delay. Liz, okay. and, and you have been busy, very yes. busy at work as our director of merchandise. 
I have made no bracelets of any kind at all because I was working on recreating the Satellite Sisters shop. So it's live, sisters. It's there. We have created a whole new shop with all new Satellite Sisters merch. So if you go to SatelliteSisters.com at the very top of our website, you'll see where it says shop. And you just click on that and it will take you through to all kinds of cool new stuff. Some of it, a lot of it is just Satellite Sisters logos. You want a latte mug, you want a sweatshirt, you want a t-shirt, you want a bucket hat that say Satellite Sisters on it. We got you covered. If you're coming to the Big Fun Weekend, we encourage you to like get some Big Fun Weekend merch. So you'll see sweatshirts and all kinds of things there that you can uh, wear in Minneapolis. And then we're also going to have a few limited drops, as the kids would say. Oh, you know, Liz. Yeah. Oh, Liz. Thank you. Oh, yeah. You know, we're going to have some drops. So, like, two paws up, there's going to be a drop of merch that is two paws up merch. Peace and sauce. It's a drop. <laughs> stay, stay noisy. That's a drop. They're just going to be smaller collections. Urban Nana and Nana Camp. It's a drop. So, if you go to SatelliteSisters.com, I would say you should go frequently because I've gotten it done enough that we can open it today, but it's not 100% done yet. So we will continue to add new merch to the Satellite Sisters shop throughout the whole fall. So check out what's there. We, I would really love to, to hear what you think. And uh, I'm slowly teaching myself how to do all of this. So special shout out to the people who figured out that the show has, that the shop has been live for about 10 days. I secretly just turned it on to see if anyone would find their way there and to see if it worked. So there were about 10 of you that did figure that out, that ordered some merch, and they think it's finding its way to you. So thank you for being part of my unofficial soft launch of the Satellite Sisters shop. But it's open for everyone now. I encourage you to check it out. There's some fun stuff there, Liz. So I ha I got my order in right away. I'm Me eagerly. too. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, entertaining sisters, Julie. You have uh, two things to recommend. Yes. You know, I have two two things that are long. You know, and a lot of times, whether it's a long movie or a long book, you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Right? I mean, do you ever get like that, or maybe you don't? Like. Well, with a long book, I just like to listen to it as an audio book. That's how I am. But sometimes it's really long, Liz, like The Covenant of Water, Abraham Casey's right. new book, which is yeah. 724 pages. That's wow. even a long. Yes. See? See what I mean? It's That's a long audio book. That is a long book. But what I want to tell you about this epic saga of three generations set in South India is that's about love, about loss, about faith and medicine, human hardships, natural disasters. It's absolutely beautiful. It's worth it to read, to read. You know, sometimes it's worth it to invest the time in either reading or listening uh, to some of that. I mean, Goodreads says that this, this book, uh, The Covenant of Water, is one of the most masterful literary novels published in recent years. So I know everybody's busy. They don't have time. Mm -hmm. or they, you know, 
You should take the time to read this. Oh, this is the cutting for stone guy. Okay. Yes. Yes. Liz. Yes. Oh, right. yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Yes. So it's long, <laughs> but it's good, Liz. Okay. It's, it's 31 good. hours. The yes, Liz. Liz. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I know. You're like audiobooks. I can see it's a commitment, but it is worth it. Okay. The second okay. one we want to mention is the movie Oppenheimer, which have you both seen it? Yeah. I have not. Okay. Okay. You know, and you know what people told me before I saw it? They said, it's long, Julie. It's long. All right. Okay. But this is the beautiful movie by Christopher Nolan. It's so engrossing about the development of the atomic bomb. It's just got an outstanding block blockbuster cast, wouldn't you say? I mean, blockbuster. Hey, you know, what was interesting to me about the uh, that movie, Julie, I thought the whole thing was really going to be about Los Alamos and what happened That's there. And it's not really. Los Alamos is part of the story, but it's really the before and the after. Just a really fascinating look at the history of all of the people involved in that. I saw it was it was so much bigger than I expected it to be. I, I mean, I, I went to see it with my husband and he was so excited. He's like whispering to me in the middle of the th uh, movie. It's like, wave theory particle theory he was he said the science of it was so exciting you know he just thought it was excellent but this cillian murphy as oppenheimer robert downey jr emily he's blunt. amazing yes oh yeah emily blunt matt damon tom conti gary oldman i mean this cast is incredible and people say it's a long movie but no it's it's essential i feel like the last 20 or 30 minutes is essential to the understanding of mm. of the life because this is based on the biography. The film is based on the biography um, of a book called The American Pro uh, Prometheus, The Triumph and Tragedy of J. Ro Robert Oppenheimer. And you you need that. You need the length. Okay. So if you're, I want to encourage people to go see that movie as well. Wow. Yeah, Julie okay. Dolan, Christopher Nolan, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sing it. Yeah, sure. I saw it on the big IMAX screen at the big, like the Chinese theater on Hollywood Boulevard. The only ticket I could get was 10 a.m. on a Friday, Julie. Wow. Wow. And, uh, so the uh, anyway, definitely worth seeing. But you got to you got to sort of settle in. You got to yes, settle in. That's what I mean. Both of these both of these works. You have mm -hmm. to you have to you have to do it. And, and you're going to be repaid for it because they're it, they're both outstanding. Right. Fantastic recommendations. Thank you, Julie. Uh, that is the show for today. We appreciate you listening to us. We appreciate our sponsors supporting this show. Big thanks to our sponsors this week. And thanks to you for supporting those sponsors. That's how the show gets produced. And we appreciate it. Uh, big thanks to Sergio Enriquez. Glad to see you. Not really. You never you never turn on the camera. Sergio. We, we never actually see you. But we understand. You know, it's we understand. Yeah, we we love having you having you on the Zoom call. El Emily is our graphic designer, Emily Borjean. See, I did I, I faltered there with the new name. I almost went with louder milk, but Emily Borjean is our graphic designer, and she has been working OT this summer, Liz, helping you do all the merch for the shop yes. as well. Do the so, logos for the merch. Thank yeah. you, Emily. Then you know what, Emily, when I needed to do my phrases for my satellite sister bracelets, where did I go? To all of your graphics. So uh, to remind me of what we've said over the last bunch of years. Since um, we can't remember. We can't right. remember anything. But I was like, oh, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I'll put that on a bracelet. So thank you. Ah. 
Um, let's see. We're, you know, we're back in production now. So expect a bunch of new shows for the next seven, eight weeks. Uh, again, reminder, TikTok, now is the time to sign up for the Satellite Sisters Big Fun Weekend. All right. We have a, we have a strange to-do list today. Julie, what's up? Okay, to-do well, my, my to-do, my to-do for the week is to remain on watch. As many of you know from the news, Prigozhin, Yevgeny Prigozhin, the warlord, former chef, is allegedly confirmed dead after a plane crash in Rus- Russia. So here's my take on it. He's either dead or he's not, okay? And I say that very seriously. <laughs> I-, I think either Putin wants to send the message that he's dead or, you know, or maybe he really is dead. We may never know, but I remain on watch, okay? That's oh, my to Wow. Right? Just think Dang. about that. For the week, <laughs> holding Vladimir Putin accountable. Good, uh-huh. good item. Uh, okay, uh, this is Liz. My um, to-do list is: uh, I'm just going to call it countdown to HOA HE double hockey sticks. You know, okay. I've had homeowners association issues in the past here in my building. Well, this is just now. I see one that's about to blow. Because I came home the other day after having been away for weeks, and I see that one person, I won't name who the person is in the building, has now plugged in their electric car with a giant long extension cord into the building's laundry room. And and I'm just saying, that's not how that's supposed to work. That's just not (laughs) how that's supposed to work. No. Oh, brother. (laughs) But I also know the HOA is so dysfunctional. The idea of coming up with an actual solution to the growing number of people that will have uh, electric cars is also going to be an issue. So is it just? It's just a countdown to HOA HE double hockey stick. That is all. Okay. Good luck, Liz. <laughs> all right. Well, it's Labor Day weekend this Labor Day, and I intend to just extend summer a little bit longer. That's it. I'm going to fully celebrate through Labor Day. I'm going to pretend it's still summer, even though everyone's back at school and people are back at work and we're back in production. Just three more days of summer fun. And then we can move on to fall. How does that sound? Okay. Good idea, Liam. Thanks. Great. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. Thanks for being with us today. Julie, Liz, have a great week. You too. Julian. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sisters.